It's time for Get Into Highland with your host, Chris Ebel. Get Into Highland is brought to you by Digital Arts. Digital Arts Sign and Graphics House in Highland provides the finest service for designs and layouts, innovative sign solutions, vehicle graphics, promotionals and banners, as well as glass decor and lettering. Their mission is to help Main Street USA compete with corporate marketing by providing skilled design advice, exemplary service, and the highest quality products customized to local businesses while rivaling big companies. Their vision is create a passion to solve the paradox of cutting-edge visibility that stands the test of time. Digital Arts is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Contact them at 618-651-1500 or online at digitalarts.us. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-A-R-T-Z dot U-S. Digital Arts, changing the face of signs. Good day to you all. It's an exciting day here on Get Into Highland Show where we have some great conversations with business owners and other members of our great community. Today, I'm blessed to have the Clarity Business owner, Josh Hetley with me to discuss some of his latest adventures of 2023 and what to look forward to in 2024 and all this exciting stuff this year. Good day to you, Josh. Good day. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Um, what exactly is it that you do? Well, so I'm an entrepreneur. I have a couple different businesses here in Highland. Uh, our primary business is Clarity Ponds. We build custom ponds for koi, water features, waterfalls, any, anything in that realm. And we have a lake management division of that business. So we treat like farm ponds for algae and, and things of that nature. Uh, then I just recently got into a, a franchise called Boulder Designs, which makes custom rocks, let's say, that for headstones, pet memorials, uh, address rocks, things of that nature. That's sort of my newest venture. And then I also have a company called Clarity Cleaning where we do residential and light commercial cleaning. Very nice. What's your favorite business of all those? Favorite, the, the one I'm most passionate about is going to be Clarity Ponds. I really enjoy bringing people and water together. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it like for swimming or... So there's a there's a movement in that industry right now. We call them recreation ponds, where you actually build a, a with a rubber liner, just like you would some of our waterfalls. But you actually do a, a large recreation pond where yes, people get in and swim in them, and they actually have fish in there. And it's uh, to sort of reconnect people with nature. There's there's a movement going that direction, and it's it's been a big part of our business. Nice. So. I imagine this is not a um, not a small project to put something like that in. No, it's not. You're looking at um, a few months of planning and then actually a few months of installation if everything goes well in, in terms of weather. But it's very similar to swimming pool construction in terms of length and complexity and time. Could you can you pair that same concept with a like a swimming pool situation, or is, are the chemicals similar to where you could keep the fish in there? So you can't have chemicals and fish. Those two don't mix, but you can do what we call a recreation pond and chlorinate it so that you don't have algae and it gives it that blue look. And then we tend to kind of call those lagoons and they definitely have a very natural feel, but you're just using chemicals in the water just as you would with a pool. Right. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Now, if 
now is there certain types of fish that you would recommend for those is it mostly koi or is it koi and goldfish it just depends on what the customer's goals is and, and what they're trying to accomplish with them there's all different it's similar in the koi world it's similar to like people that have cats and horses that take them to shows so you can you can start where you just have fish and you appreciate them for what they are and you're not really too concerned about colors and bloodlines but then on the other end of the spectrum of that there's people that actually buy fish for specific bloodlines from japan to get to grow to certain characteristics to try to get and they nurture them to get the best body composition and, and try to provide an environment where they can reach their genetic potential nice. so we serve both ends of that spectrum depending on what the customer's goals are that's interesting they, so they raise competition fish yes so just last year the yeah. the highest selling koi went for i think like 1.2 million dollars wow yeah and here's that's the funny thing about that that fish will never leave japan so the owner paid for it and just got the esteem of winning an award and then it stays with the breeder in japan so they so was it bred in America? No. Or? So the Japanese, the, the koi world surrounds, is, revolves around Japan. So all of the best, highest bloodlines stay in Japan and they won't let them, typically they don't let them leave Japan when you get up to that level. So mm -hmm. that fish won't ever leave Japan. It'll stay there. So it's. But the person who bought it was probably from China or Malaysia or even possibly Japan itself, Tokyo. A lot of those guys at that level of wealth will buy the fish and it's just a, an issue of esteem that says, hey, I have the world's best fish, but it never goes to their own personal pond. It stays at the breeder's location. Hmm. So they basically stable them like you would a horse. Really? Mm -hmm. Championship fish yep. in a stable. Yeah, people always get a kick out of that story because most people have never <laughs> been exposed to that world. Um, that is interesting. They have like fish agility tests or no. So what it is is they're in blue tubs, and mm -hmm. each fish is uh, quarantined. So a fish from one pond can't be in another tank with a fish from another pond because you'll you'll cross contaminate, and they can get all sorts of diseases and viruses and things. Mm -hmm. uh, so they they're in blue blue tubs because they're bred for colors. So then the judges come around and have a bunch of different criteria, mainly like depth of skin, body conformation, color, all these things for the different breeds of koi. Just like dogs, there's different types and colors and varieties of koi. So they, they judge on those criteria and then there's awards given at the awards banquet. The, the thing about koi is it's not like horses where you actually make money on koi. Koi is a, you have to do it for the love of it because it's not a money-making hobby. Everybody thinks, well, I'll breed koi and I'll sell them for lots of dollars and the economies of scale just don't work out that way yeah that makes a lot of sense so did you did you by chance see uh, like our designer here andrew and his girlfriend's street art fest yes so, i did see that it was a pond it had a, like a lily pads and a couple koi in it yeah it was beautiful yeah it was a that's maybe i have a, a passion for koi now since seeing that yeah so well, let me know. We'll put one in. We can put one right out here at Digital Arts if you want. It, it would be really nice to have something yeah. peaceful like that. I think that I've been to sites that you've worked on. Um, I've seen some of the waterfalls that you've done, and it says beautiful work. It There's a level of, I, I don't know, um, just that 
peace in those environments that you, you, you just can't get without the water features. So that's what made me decide to get into the business was that when I built my own personal pond, I, I typically had that squirrel brain where my brain was all over the place and, mm -hmm. and nothing brought me more peace than sitting out by the waterfall in the morning for a few minutes, even if it's just for a few minutes. So what I like to do is, is give people a little, a little slice of, of that in their own yard. And I find that it really, the, the people that really enjoy it are the ones that it sort of touches a part of their soul and lets them slow down and just sort of appreciate the present moment. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a, a big reason about why I'm passionate about what we do is the fact that we can help people go down that path. Yeah. Awesome. So, and in the spectrum of businesses that you listed earlier, and we picked your most passionate one, which made sense to me. I mean, I've kind of seen it in you this whole time. Um, what else is new in your world? I would say the, the Boulder Designs is, is new in our world. That's been a big theme around 2023 is just getting the infrastructure up and getting that up. We It's taken about 16 or 18 months to get us to where we we're actually building or producing our first boulder. So that's exciting. Um, excited to see where that business will go in the future. And, and actually, the reason I got into that business was to combine. So now I can make a waterfall, let's say, or a pond. And if it's Chris's pond, I can build a custom rock that has your family name or your family logo or whatever your kids' names are. And that's incorporated into the waterfall. So it looks like it was built in that way. And I'm excited to lean into that creativity and see what what we can come up with and what what my customers are willing to to partner with me and say. What I love the most is when people come to me and say, "Josh, you know, we see your work. Just do what you do. Make it cool." Mm -hmm. And and that's that's my ideal scenario. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure there's budgetary mindset involved there too. But at the same time. Of no. course, I don't mean necessarily unlimited budget. It's just you know, here's here's my budget. Do the coolest stuff you can within within that realm, and and a lot of times we'll come up with some very unique thing. I'm wired for custom and and creativity, so the the more the more leeway they give me to do that, the more passion and, and engaging it is, and it tends to have the best result for us. Nice. I I feel you on that. Yeah, you so, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of the why you get up every day. Because if everything was the same every day, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. can't do spacely sprockets or Cogswell cogs. No, I am a I am fueled by creativity, no no doubt. So, what do you feel is your greatest achievement of twenty twenty three? You might have already answered it, but at the same time, I'll ask it anyway. Getting Boulder Designs up and running has been a, a challenge. Just about you know how it is in in business land. It was a challenge all around. We, we met all sorts of hurdles. We thought, originally, we thought we would be up and running in month two or three, and it took, uh, you know, month 15. So there was just all sorts of hindrances and blocks, but we worked through them all, and we're up and running, and, and that was by far the, the biggest challenge. But it seems like it's in the right position right now. So what are some events in 2024 you would like to discuss? Do you have anything coming up in 2024 that you might want to discuss? We have the the Chamber of Commerce 
Thursday night, is it after hours in March? We do. That is that both is both you and I, since we're neighbors, are yeah, kind we, of co-hosting. Me and Josh are neighbors, and yeah. I'm not I'm not baiting them into these these answers. Yes, yeah. this this is static stuff. I've asked everybody these things, mm -hmm. but it does it is pretty convenient. Yeah. We do have a business after hours on March 21st. It is yeah. um, Josh and me are co-hosting it, and it's going to be a great event. It's going to be at the 305 and 188 building here in Highland, mm -hmm. and um, I hope that anybody listening comes by and and enjoy some food some entertainment some networking yeah and yeah come see what we got going on both digital arts and the, the clarity side and you know just get out and meet people yeah who knows there might be some good um good baskets to win or um maybe some good prizes yeah so my next question is i feel that you've answered this one in the previous conversation but what does inspire you? What's your inspiration? What drives you? Creativity is a big, big part of the inspiration. And I think when I take those different personality profiles that we do sometimes as, as business people, I tend to be a problem solver. And I think what I like about problem solving is you have to be very creative. Mm -hmm. Typically, you know, you have to um, put pieces in play that maybe other people wouldn't have thought about or wouldn't have connected those dots. So I think that's what inspires me is being able to, to fill in those gaps. And I definitely, there's a little bit of exhilaration there when something looks insurmountable and you come up with a way to, uh, a way to remedy the issue or fix the problem that definitely lights me up. And then, like I said, just, I'm passionate about bringing people and, and water together in their own space. I mean, there's millions of people in the world that through beaches, lakes, resorts, water definitely has a cleansing of the soul. And when we can take just a little piece of that and give somebody, even if it's a small feature, you know, and you go out in the morning in the backyard and you got your coffee and you're just, you're able to just take a deep breath, take a sip of coffee and listen to the sound of that water going down the rocks. Mm -hmm. It inspires me to know that that I played a part in sort of helping people flow through their lives with a little less stress. Nice. I see. I would take advantage of doing yoga out by my waterfall if I had the privilege of having a waterfall. I really, I don't, I don't yoga, but it would be a very peaceful thing. So what, what we look at like that is we just call stretching yoga. So you just go out and try to touch your toes and you're like, yeah, I did yoga by the waterfall. There you go. All right. I didn't know it was that simple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, on to Highland, because we yeah. do both coexist in this great community. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best improvement you've seen over the past, say, five years in the city of Highland? There's so many. Um, I don't know that I can put it on just one thing in the past five years, but what I love about Highland is the sense of community and everyone cares that lives here. You don't run into people, especially in the city government, uh, city police, firefighters, everyone, everyone cares about this community. Business leaders care about this community. So there's no sense of, oh, it doesn't matter. Like if something's not working or needs to be fixed, it's always handled well. All my interactions with, even before I was a business owner, with all of the 
people in city government have always been amazing. We, we moved here in 2012, excuse me, 2008. Uh, we moved here in 08, mainly for the school districts. And um, that is, my kids are still in high school and it's continued to be one of the best decisions we ever made. Like it's definitely been a, played an integral part in our, our family and how we relate to the community. Yeah, the, the school district here is great and it's been expanding. There's a new school um, being built right now. Uh, there's an expansion to the middle school. Mm -hmm. So where did you move here from? We lived in Belleville because okay. I used to work uh, over in Albers. So it was a little bit of a, of a commute and my wife works in Collinsville. So Highland was out just far enough that it was still a little bit of a commute for her, but we liked a little bit smaller community feel. Mm -hmm. by far yeah yeah that was a it's a good town it's a good old german town it's mm -hmm. got some great heritage and some good things going on there the um the, the highland it has some I, I i i transplanted here too back in a, a little bit around 2006 mm -hmm. when i moved here and um it's one of those that i've I've, I've had the same experience too. The schools are good. My kids always enjoyed being here and it's, um, it, it's just a great community of people. Mm -hmm. you know, it takes time to, to, whereas I've met people and grew relationships here, it's not like instantaneous, but all the people I've met is, have been wonderful. And um, so I know just from our experience together, our relationship, you are a gentleman that doesn't like to be hungry for very long. So what's your favorite restaurant in Highland? Ah, my home away from home is the Highland Diner. That is a great place. Mm -hmm. Ashley and Timmy over there are great people. I've just had a long relationship. Their daughter is in the same grade as mine, and we've known each other since our kids were in kindergarten, and they're now seniors in high school. So just have a long-standing relationship with them. I've gotten to meet most of their family through different projects and dealings I've had with them. Uh, just overall really good people. Awesome. Yeah, they, I, I like, my kids like going in there too. They, the waitresses are always excellent and you know, they, yeah, you can't, foods. you can't go wrong with like the breakfast horseshoe there. Like, cause I'm a big eater and, um, if you're hungry, you're, you're, if you hungry, if you're hungry after you eat that, which most people don't finish it, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you're, you're, you're going to need to let your belly settle for a little while after that one. So the, um, one of the, uh, important things of our community is, um, uh, that we do incorporate things from other cities. We try to pay attention to what's going on in, in other environments. So what's, one thing you've seen in other cities that you would like to see incorporated in Highland? I think Edwardsville is really good about their, their parks and infrastructures with their paths and things. And I feel like Highland could do a little bit more with that as we grow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe they should have more ponds. I would not complain. <laughs> I would not complain. Maybe a waterfall somewhere. I'd be, Pretty awesome. You know, I've been in talks with Mark Rosen about that. Yeah. So yeah. it could be a water slide park. We can build anything. So I don't know. Just think about that. Highland, home of the water slide park. Yeah. We could be like Wisconsin Dells, but you don't have to drive as far. 
you know, there's there's room just across the road over there. There is. Yeah. It, it's already a hill. Yeah. So. You could build it in, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, is there any uh, other things you want to talk about in the upcoming seasons that might mm. be beneficial for our listeners? Uh, yeah. So Boulder Designs, we are working with Mark Rosen over at the Director of Parks and Rec, and we um, are working with the city. We actually are um, donating a, a boulder that's going to go at the new playground at Silver Lake Park. It was funded mostly through T-Mobile. They have a program, and then the Madison County, excuse me, I'm not going to say it correctly, but it's the Madison County Park and Enhancement, uh, something along those lines. So uh, if your listeners want to go out to Silver Lake Park, when you see that, um, as you come in past the the old city reservoir, it's up on the right-hand side in between the two pavilions. There's a new playground there, and we're going to have a uh, a boulder up there. So yeah, it should be pretty neat. It, it looks like – I love Silver Park anyway, mm-hmm. Silver Lake Park anyway. But that new addition, um, me and my kids haven't been out there to check it out yet since it's established in the late fall or early winter. Yeah. But uh, it, it looks pretty cool. It just opened up a few weeks ago. So. Yeah. Um, but I think the kids are really going to enjoy it. It's in a good location. It's in the shade. It's not out in the sun. So uh, I feel like the kids are going to get a lot of use out of it. There's some cool little different um, characters. They've got a wolf and a giant log. It's supposed to bring the kids closer to nature. It's supposed to be like a nature-themed yeah. playground. Yeah, it's it's a pretty neat looking area. It's, it's a cool-looking park. And um, so in essence of you now we know what inspires you but we don't know who your favorite superhero is josh we want to know superhero that famous superhero maybe it was Soundwave. Hmm. you know i was never big on that kind of stuff um but yeah transformers Soundwave. yeah but for those that aren't here chris has a old 1980s Soundwave toy from Transformers in his office, and I lit up when I walked in because I remember playing with it when I was a kid. Yeah, so. 1986, I yeah. think, something like that. That's, yeah, we played with that's that how old for it is. years. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah, let's go with Soundwave. Awesome. That's a good one. And he had like the little robot cassettes that went, yeah. Yeah, the, the little Jaguar would jump out of the cassette and take off and then spy on everybody. And mm-hmm. the, and the, uh, as we close out our, our segment here, I, I do ask that maybe you have a piece of advice or some um, inspirational, something inspirational you could share with our listeners. That Sure. One, one I like to give and that's been part of my own self-development is, you know, in life, anything you're looking for, if it's outside yourself, it's probably the wrong answer. So I like to tell people that the answers are always within. That's very true. Mm-hmm. So it's it's deep. You can go as deep as you want into that, but um, doesn't matter what context it is. If if you're seeking whatever it is you're seeking in the exterior world, it's not the answer you're looking for. That's a that's a very wise statement. And thank you, Josh, for being with us today. We hope you all enjoyed our conversation here at uh, Get Into Highland and be excellent to each other. Thank you.